The Freshers Handbook. Welcome back. This is episode two of The Freshers Handbook with myself, Harry Briggs. Myself, Robin Sargeson, back again. It's always good to be back, like Eminem, back again. <laughs> Jeez, to be fair, how long until we have to stop making Eminem references, though? That's a good point. I'm going to have to move it on to, to like Post Malone or Drake or something like that. Mm, that's a very good point. Anyway, we, we should best hop on because we're running in circles. Yeah. So, <laughs> Coming up. Get a bank like Monzo, Starling, you know, there's loads of these app-based banks now and transfer money across every kind of week or month or whatever to that bank. If you can exercise for free, do it. Again, something I still do to this day is have no spend days. So what I would say with clothes and purchases, perhaps electronics as well, is, is sleep on purchases. And if you're struggling to get rid of leftovers, there, there are apps as well out there. Like there's one called Big Oven um, you can download. And if you put in the list of ingredients you've got in your fridge or in your cupboard, it will suggest recipes that use up those ingredients. The Freshers Handbook Podcast with Harry Briggs and Robin Sargeson. Uh, this is episode two, which we're going to focus on financing and how to budget at university. It's a big, bold uh, subject and one which um, was voted as the most stressful thing uh, when it comes to university that uh, students worry about. And actually, when I was speaking to my friends and people telling them about this podcast and what we were doing, they were like, please, can you do something about budgeting, about money and how to manage your finances? Because even though like our friends are people that are like us finishing university, they still think that was the hardest thing for them to get to grips with. And I think for myself, it was as well, because it's really daunting when money just drops in your account and you're 18 and you've got you. It's your money. You do with it what you want. And then you're like. I can buy stuff. <laughs> I can do. I don't have to check with anyone. I can just buy a pint, and and it's fine. It's it's like a crazy concept sometimes in a weird way. So here's how I would go about making a budget, cue budgeting music. I would firstly establish my uh, income. Um, that is how much money I've got to play around with um, for a, any given month. And remember that you've got those three big instalments for your maintenance loan throughout the academic year. So I'm writing down my in incoming streams of money. Um, for example, maintenance loan. And you can do this on, on your notes section on your phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or pen and paper if you're old school. Big up Excel as well. Yeah. It's a good place to do it. And um, also, big up paint for no reason other than that I like paint. Big up Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah. uh, extra money uh, maybe from a bursary if that is also what you've got because uh, some students are eligible for extra bursaries. Mm. Um, sometimes you get money from your parents. Um, yeah. my, my parents were generous um, and they f for quite a while offered to cover some of my uh, bills. Um, so that is yeah. that is on there, money from pounds. Uh, you may have a part-time job. You may have a uh, a job at a restaurant or at a pub one or two days a week. Yeah, I remember. I remember doing that uh, about six months ago, and then I left to pursue my podcasting career <laughs> with you. <laughs> but no, it's good fun. Um, just off the cuff, it, a little bit of extra money from doing a part-time job like that at uni is so valuable. Precisely. And the experience as well is good. I um, have a part-time job at a restaurant back at home, so in the holidays. I'll be working full-time there. Awesome. Um, so that keeps me ticking over. And also, if you've got any savings mm. um, in your bank account, that is also a, a common a stream of money. So that's all your, your in costs, your juicy money. Mm -hmm. But you've also got outcoming costs, haven't you, Robin? Perhaps take us through some of your, the, your, your common out, outgoing costs. Okay, so you got... What would you say is the biggest? We are, in terms of that, well, rent. Rent, Rent I and agree. bills. Rent and bills, correct. Uh, uh, sometimes at uni, your bills are included with your rent. Um, 
especially when you're living in halls it's included and then when you go on to live in a student house in second and third years and then on um houses will say whether they're bills included per week or it'll be rent per week plus bills and then bills normally end up being about uh mine is 60 pound a month what else are these other big uh, outcasts uh you got your weekly food shop i'd say that's uh definitely a cost you've got costs um like if you have to commute or do any transport so per week in nottingham they have a tram system and buses so any tram or bus tickets i have to buy you think um going out you gotta be honest you, you do go out how much do you spend when you go out or go to the pub what would you say harry you spend tw- uh, 20 in the pub if I was to go on a standard night out at uni where I was to probably have a bit of alcohol and the flat to start off with, probably go then to a pub for a couple of drinks and then probably go to a club for a couple of drinks, mm. I don't have to pay for taxis. No, it's all walking, um, isn't it? I would then probably have a McDonald's at the end of the night. <laughs> uh, I'm also paying for a club entry. Yeah. I think you're probably looking at about 30, 35, 40 pounds. Yeah. It can fluctuate anywhere between... if you don't If you don't drink, to be fair... Uh, it can be anywhere between just a tenner or whatever or if you're a heavy drinker and you're having a big night and then you you get the latest entry to the club which is the most expensive you could be looking maybe 50 or upwards so it is good to plan out definitely when you're going on nights out when you're budgeting look at look at where the cheap tickets are look at where the drink deals are the there'll two be two for one night two for one nights student deals things like that earlier entry is cheaper so mm, absolutely you, i i'm a big fan of getting earlier entry for cheaper um because you get in don't have to queue for drinks as much and you can sort of set the vibe and then I'm very much a, I can't go till 4 or 5 a.m. I'm very much a 1 a.m. time to go home sort of guy now. Um, that That's changed throughout uni, but it definitely means if you get in earlier, it's cheaper and it means you have more money to spend on things you want to spend it on mm. rather than entry to a nightclub. Also, out costs, um, if you've got any societies or sporting... Um, yeah. Uh, clubs that you go to they, they will have hefty out costs um, if you go to the gym uh, mm. per month you're looking at about 20 quid per month is it yeah it really it, it really depends where I you, where go you go <laughs> uh, if, if you, your hair cut your beauty expensive you get your nails done um, thanks thanks for bringing that up my nails <laughs> look great today <laughs> no. you get your face done maybe hair, you get your lips done haircuts are more expensive now skin fade was 12 quid when I got to uni it's now 15 quid <laughs> brutal how the year is got up <laughs> uh, little things like buying presents um, if yeah you've people's got birthdays any birthdays Mother's Day Father's Day clothes Chris, yeah um, you're not going to wear the same clothes all year you're definitely what you realise is at uni because things have student discounts applied to them and there's always sales on you end up you think hold on I don't want to be wearing the same clothes I was wearing when I was 17, 18 I'm now 19, 20 I want to be more of an adult I want to be more of my own person start buying my own clothes and subscription services also like Netflix, Spotify, um, Amazon. If you're on Amazon Student, do a six month free trial. Yeah. Always look for your free trials, your student discounts. This is another big part of budgeting and finance. Make sure you you signed up for uni days, student beans. You're always even if you just go in a shop when you're paying it, just go. Just do check. You, just do check. you do student discount? And yeah. they'll go, yeah, just you normally sometimes you give them your email or whatever and or you show your student card also we're saying TV license yes pay your TV license get that sorted um, we have one parking permits oh that is a good one it's a good one because we decided in my house for the last two years because obviously in first year it's a bit different when you're all in student halls but once you move out 
Um, we got a visitor's parking permit for the entire year, especially when you live at a city-based uni or somewhere where there's not a lot of space. Um, we got a permit, and it was probably about 25 quid each um, for this one permit, and it means whenever we had friends, family, and stuff come out to stay, they wouldn't have to pay for car parking. They could just park right outside the house, whack the permit in the dashboard, and then boom, done. Mm, that is a very good idea. So you've now got your out costs, you've got your in costs, you can uh, work it out, you can subtract one from the other, you can divide it by the amount of weeks you're at university yep. per term, and then you've got your weekly budget. Um, and then go wild, and not then, too wild. <laughs> don't go too wild. Don't go too wild. <laughs> the Freshers' Handbook. I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast today uh, by Jake Butler, who uh, went to university himself many moons ago, he says, uh, at the University of Manchester studying geography. And right now he uh, works for Save the Student. You all right, Jake? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You all right, Harry? I'm very well, thank you. What actually is Save the Student? Is it just a website giving you loads of good tips and advice? Yeah, good question. It's, it's basically my way of living student life for eternity, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, Save the Student is basically a student money website. That's the best way to describe it. So we do cover tips for student life, but it's it's basically anything from sorting out your bank account, you know, getting the best deals to to knowing how your loan works. Anything to do with money, we've probably got you covered on Save a Student. So like are you like the Martin Lewis for students then? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a pretty that's a pretty high level to get to. I think um, Martin Lewis is, is really impressive, but you know, if I'm describing it to my parents or people who probably don't know kind of that world, I would say yeah, it, it is money saving expert for students basically. The thing about university, I think, is because for the first time in your life, you are really financially independent. I know uh, during off my experiences, I had like a job and I had my own bank account, what have you. But when you went to uni, you were in 100% control of your spending. And then also you have to spend all your money on living costs and uh, on your bills and like sort of the, the, the boring stuff, which is actually the most important. When you were at university, did you find yourself struggling with that a little bit? Yeah, big time. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reasons why um, me and my colleagues started to say the student was you don't have this info when you start uni. I remember, you know, like I say, it was a long time ago, but I remember when I started uni, I went a bit crazy for the first, you know, it's the first time you first time for a lot of young people, they're away from home, go a bit crazy with spending. You know, you want to have fun. You want to go to as many events as possible. You, you want to eat all the things you probably weren't allowed to eat at home, <laughs> you know. Like you know, it is a student stereotype. But if 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 you're if you're a drinker, you probably do drink quite a lot. So I think that taught me a harsh lesson, and it teaches a lot of students a harsh lesson because they don't have the info, they don't have the skills available to them when they start uni. In sort of a layman's terms, is budgeting actually really important? Yeah, it is boring, but it's essential. Mm. Um, like I, I go a bit far with it. I've got spreadsheets. I've got everything kind of. <laughs> tracking what I'm spending that kind of thing but okay. what I'd say to most people is you don't need to do that it, it just starts somewhere any any kind of budget helps and you get all these things thrown around like some people say I'll oh, use this 50 30 20 rule so 50% goes on what you want or no what you need 20 30% goes on what you want 20% goes on savings but I think oh I've never even th- I yeah. don't even know that but I, that's what I was gonna say I don't actually like that kind of thing because everyone has a different budget mm. students as well on on you know in quotes a typical kind of um, person when it comes to budgeting so I think finding what works for you there's loads of stuff you can do but finding what works for you is the most important thing and at least starting don't don't kind of bury your head in the sand with it I think that's good because you have people who really like to sort their life out and have your spreadsheets and then you have some people who kind of just do it in their head and yeah. I, I guess is that all right to do it however you want to do it 
I'd say if you're the person that does it in your head, that that's good that you're thinking about it. But if you don't want to do your own spreadsheets, kind of use the kind of tech that's around and apps that are around at the moment. Okay. So one really popular trick that we always advise is obviously you've got your student bank account. And that's where your student loan goes into. Um, any money you're earning through a part-time job kind of goes into there. You might, your parents might give you money. Any, any money goes into that account. Mm. Then just get get a bank like Monzo, Starling. You know, there's loads of these app-based banks now. And transfer money across every kind of week or month or whatever to mm. that bank. And that will do the budgeting for you. They've got they've got great kind of um, software that, that can tell you what you're spending oh, on. And okay. you can also kind of, you know, if, if you kind of say this is my spending money each month and you only transfer across that, you having that kind of going down towards zero can act as a real help for you. So tip number one, if we were to do these sort of uh, Jake Butler tips, tip one is definitely get a student bank account. Yeah, definitely. This year as well, like some of the freebies you get, some of them are offering up to 100 quid just for opening an account. Really? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people will be doing this uh, in 2022 this year, but I mean, if you, I know we can't really talk about future years, but will they give you these perks? Um, I know I think when, when I was at uni, they gave me like a, a rail card. Is that the sort of stuff they're still doing? Yeah, they still do it. And to be honest, they're getting better every year. As I say, oh. some up to 100 quid now. The free rail card still exists. You know, if you're really kind of tricky, you can switch to get the free rail card, switch to another, get the free hundred pounds, and then. Oh, so you can actually do that. You can have. Can you have? You can't have more than one student no, bank no. account. They want it to be the main account, so you kind of have to prove in some way that your maintenance loan is going to be going into there. But there's nothing to stop you. You know, there's nothing to stop you signing up for one account, getting that bonus, and then switching to another if their bonus is still available. Getting that bonus and then sticking with that one. The average student loan, uh, purely maintenance loan, so the actual cash you have coming into your bank account is what, about £5,000, £5,500 for the year? Yeah, so it's around, I think we've worked it at about £485 a month for the average right. student. Which... So the, which a lot of people get a lot more. Yeah. And then a few people, people can also get less. Yeah. And if you live in London, you get more. Yeah, you get slightly more in London. It depends if you're living away from home or, or at home as well. Yes, obviously. So let, let's say you have, what was it, 400 and... Yes, yeah, around £485 a month is the average. £485 a month. Is that uh, enough money to have a good time at uni? No. <laughs> no that, that's the straight answer that's something okay. you know at Save Assume we're always battling for this the maintenance loan is not enough I know they expect your parents to top it up Okay. they expect students to have part-time jobs you know the government have almost said or they, they, they go a bit shy of saying on record that they don't expect your maintenance loan to cover full costs but my argument would be that it's way way short of what you'd need you, who, no one can live on 5,000 500 pounds you know 6,000 you know, you'd even struggle to live on 10,000 pounds a year with some of the accommodation costs and, and things like that Parents and job are the main two. As I said, the government mm. kind of expects you or expects students, you know, whether I agree with that or not is another argument mm. entirely, but that is where they expect you to make up. And that is where most students do make up the money. Yeah. I think roughly we found that three in four students do have a part-time job at some part, some time at university and two in three probably get money from their parents to help. Well, I did both. Mm. If I'm being completely honest, I had a part-time job, which I actually went to, I worked full-time during the holidays. So during the long summer periods, um, during Christmas and Easter, I was working full time in a restaurant back at home. I mean, I could use my savings to give myself a bit more money for the next couple of months at uni. And then also my parents helped me cover quite a lot of my accommodation costs. So the maintenance loan that I received actually could go towards um, things that I could spend myself. But it's not the same for everybody, is it? No, it's not. What 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 I would say on the parent thing is I know every household situation isn't, isn't the Absolutely. same. And, you know, some parents might have be very high earners but their outgoings are huge so they don't have a lot of money left over to help but the rule of thumb it's a very good point yeah, actually yeah. and that's worth saying so it's not all well and good being like well my parents are quite well well off they're going to help me here 
because they might have several really high outgoing costs. I've never yeah. thought of it like that. We we even found that uh, amazingly, those who ha- who come from poorer households actually, as a percentage of their income, have larger contributions from their parents. So there's that there's that difficult. It is a difficult conversation to have. What I would say as a rule of thumb on that one for any any kind of students listening is go and check out what the maximum maintenance loan someone can get who is in your position is is available. You know how much they can get. Work out how much you're getting. Take the difference and have that conversation with your parents and say, look, the government have only given me this much because they expect you to make up that difference. And, you know, your parents might not go the whole way, but the closer they can get you towards that maximum, even though it's not enough still, it, the better you're going to be. Um, right. Let's um, look at some other tips and tricks on how to um, how to finance uh, and how to budget your money, because it's a bit of a, a scary subject. But what actually can you do to help your money go a little bit further? Um I think obviously as you say the the first thing is looking at your earnings so I think we covered the main three mm. um always look for funding from the uni um you know they might be able to help you out if you're in, if you're in a really difficult position there's a lot of bursaries and grants out there um and beyond part-time jobs I think there's a lot of ways to earn money now that students can really take advantage of oh, okay again it's not for everyone but um you know, the gig economy is obviously really strong at the moment. You can, you know, you can deliver for Uber or you can deliver for Deliveroo if you've got a bike and you've got some spare hours. And that's good because you can work on your terms almost, you know, take advantage of that. There's a lot of things online you can do. I know it's not huge amounts of money, but you can, you know, one of our favorite things to say for students, you can, you can answer surveys. So you can just do it whilst you're watching TV at night or something. And it's not going to earn you loads, but it might cover your Christmas costs. So I think look at ways you can earn a bit of money is, is, is the start of that. And then in terms of saving money, I think this this is a tricky one because there's there's hundreds of tips you can use to save money. Um, I think the the overall thing is just thinking that saving money is almost or making your money go further is a bit of a mentality. Um, same with budgeting. If you're if you're in that mindset, then you're putting yourself on the right path already. Um, you can challenge yourself to save certain amounts. You can challenge yourself not to spend on certain days. So. Again, something I still do to this day is have no spend days. Um, it might not save you as much as you think, but it puts you in that mindset of being like, well, okay, I'm on a no spend day today. Um, I'm at uni. I fancy something for lunch. I fancy a coffee, but I'm not going to spend. So you then get into that mindset of making yourself a coffee every morning, making yourself a lunch to take to uni. And it, these seem like really basic tips, but they can all add up to save hundreds of pounds every year. So I think thinking about saving money and how you're going to save money every day is key um yeah I, th- there's you know as i say there's there's loads of tips um you know shop around so you know, mm. i even see it because we, we we add deals to the site every day um and sometimes you'll see a deal with a student discount and it will seem like a good a good price for that product but then you'll go to another website and it's cheaper without student oh, discount okay. so don't always be drawn in um you can kind of waste a lot of time shopping around but i think doing a little bit on every purchase is going to help I've also gone on your website, savethestudent.org. Um, great website, by the way. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Um, and you've got a really handy article on how to save money. Those mm-hmm. are saving tips um, on how to save money. Um, and there's stuff on there like um, shopping in the evening. If you do your food shop after, uh, well, after people have, most people have gone and they're uh, trying to sell their food, which is about to go out of date, I'm guessing, and they'll sell it for cheaper. Is that a really good idea to do? Yeah. And if you, you know, if you, if you shop at your local kind of supermarket regularly, you'll get an idea of the times when, 
when when these items are put out so you can start going and actually i think another good tip is going to the the smaller stores so a lot of supermarkets have these smaller stores now if, if they're in an area which is predominantly a place where people are working there's not really many people living there so what they do is they reduce a lot of the stuff in the evening if, if you are lucky enough to be near one, that's the best kind of time to check. Really? I don't... Because I thought um, that walking a bit further to the big supermarket um, is more financially uh, valuable because a lot of the items they sell there are cheaper. Yeah, so the express shops, as you say, won't be cheaper for, for full price items. They're always going to charge a little bit more, but it's those reduced price items. I mean, for example, they if they're near a place where there's lots of kind of people working, they'll, they'll have a, a massive kind of... Everyone loves a meal deal. They have a massive meal deal range. Um, that's the kind of stuff that gets discounted in the evenings in those stores. And there won't be many people around to kind of pick them up. So you can go and pick up stuff like that in the evenings. Okay. What about sort of the social um, side of things? Um, because you advocate on your website, you there's stuff like uh, two-for-one cinema tickets, um, sort of student night outs where it's sort of two for one drinks for students would you recommend um if you are um a sociable kind of person who likes to drink to primarily go to these sort of events or would you say well actually it doesn't really make much difference in getting out on a saturday night it's more lively anyway those events definitely save you money okay um if, if that's your kind of thing you know i i went to i was obviously at manchester uni and the student events were so much cheaper than the mm. non i had friends that went to non-student events because they were into a certain type of music or they yeah. wanted a certain kind of certain vibe i kind of hate that word but if they wanted that certain kind of they or maybe that... their favorite djs on a saturday yeah, night yeah. you know what i mean but you're gonna you are gonna spend more money but that's something you can treat yourself with i think you know if you stick to many student nights and then do stuff like that i think i think you can treat yourself to those to those nights as well knowing that they are going to be more expensive what about um keeping on top of your physical um health um because we've got a whole episode um which i can point you in the direction of um, where we focus on looking after your mental and physical well-being. But do you would you recommend using your budget to get a gym membership or do you think that you can exercise for free? If you can exercise for free, do it. But I know some people can't. They don't want to kind of exercise free and they, they use certain equipment that obviously if you started building up that, that at home, you're going to be spending hundreds. So the gym does work for some people so i wouldn't want to say don't use the gym um what i would say is consider how much the gym's costing you so one really good way to do it is look at that monthly cost split it between the amount of times you really are going to be going to the gym and be absolutely, honest with yourself absolutely. you know absolutely so i know sometimes I'll, I'll be like oh, i'm going to go like three four times a week but that's never the case so if you split it between the amount of times you go and split the cost if it's over five pounds for example would you spend five pounds to go to the gym probably not and review it throughout the year because two of my flatmates um they both got gym memberships at the start of the year uh, it turns out that one sort of went all the time um and she always asked oh you know do you want to come say do you want to come and she'd always go no i don't know where i'm actually and I, th I think she's only going about once a week and then it's just completely not worth the cost yeah oh I, I, what's this put an actual brick in your toilet yeah these are like the these are the energy tips that are coming in now like obviously gonna you're gonna obviously the toilet without going into too much boring detail the toilet system kind of fills yeah. up every time you flush it you don't actually need all that water to, really? to flush what's in there so if you put a brick in there it's going to fill up a brick less every single time so you know and even with the energy crisis at the moment and the way it is i think anything you can do to save a little bit of energy is important don't don't kind of freeze yourself and don't go without heating but cut down where you can i think i read something the other day that said if you turn down the thermostat by one degree you're going to be saving you know, I can't remember, but it's a few hundred every year. So it's little things like that that I think 
again, it comes into that what I'm saying it's like a it's a way of thinking. You know, if you're thinking in that way about everything, you can you can save money. This is what I want to talk about now, actually, because um, the energy crisis is really really bad at the moment, and cost of living for a student is going to be more than it. Excuse me. Cost of living at the moment for a student is going to be more than it ever has been before. I noticed it when I was at uni. I used to do like a weekly shop for myself for like 10 to 10 to 12 pounds. And then it ended up being more like 20 quid because I get the food is just gone up and up in price. Do, is this just something students have got no choice um, but to sort of spend more money or is there anything that they can do? Yeah, so... I think, as I said, the costs go up every year. But this year, because of the cost of living crisis, the way the inflation is at the moment, it, I think students are going to see prices going up by 10, 10 plus percent. And I think the main concern is the two things that's going to affect the most is obviously energy bills and food shopping. Those are the two things that, you know, it has that knock on effect. The students are going to have to cut back in other areas, but energy bills and food shopping. So I'd say anything you can do to bring the costs down on those okay, it would be the most important thing. I think it touched on a few kind of, tips on how to save you your energy so just using less using less and um cutting back as much as you can i think is is, is that necessary. when you say using less is that something that you're going to have to have a conversation with with all of your flatmates all of your housemates and and just be honest and be like look i'm struggling financially is it all right if we turn the thermostat down a couple of degrees yeah i, I even remember when i was at uni you have a you have those kind of heated discussions i'll say yeah, about because they can become heated yeah. if, excuse the pun <laughs> um, if you're not careful yeah some so you get one person who's used to you know they might come from a home where they have the heating on nearly all the time so they quite like it warm you get one person that doesn't want to put the heating on whatsoever and you have to explain to them that you do yeah. need heating or, on or you down. have one person whose parents are paying to cover your energy mm. and one person where you're paying yourself so they don't care if they leave the light on for example the other kind of things you're going to spend money on are obviously nights out we've covered that mm. but also clothes you know Ah, good I one. spent I spent a lot of money, probably more than I should have, on clothes at uni, and a lot of them I never wore, or you know I ended up giving to a charity shop or, or selling on eBay, something like that. But so what I would say with clothes and purchases, perhaps electronics as well, is, is sleep on purchases. So what that means is don't just impulse buy. Look, you know, know you want to buy something, mm -hmm. look at it for a good kind of week or so if you don't need it immediately, and then kind of if you still want it in a week, then perhaps. It's these are really want. good tips because every time you say one of these tips, I'm now thinking back to when I was at uni and I made that mistake or one of my friends or flatmates made that mistake. One of my flatmates, it was Amazon Amazon Prime Day. And they were like, oh, look, there's an Amazon, uh, Amazon smart speaker for 30 quid. What a great deal. They purchased it and they never really used it. So sleep on purchases. If you're looking to buy an item and you, you want to know if it's cheap or not, you can use websites. I think it's called Camel, Camel, Camel. Oh, okay. It's an odd name, but if you go on that website, pop the URL of the item into there, it will tell you what price it has been throughout history. Oh, that's a great idea. So I'm guessing if you put like Fredo in, it would yeah. be like, oh, it used to be, it used to be <laughs> yeah. 10p and now it's like a pound. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I like that. Any other apps or websites that you recommend students use? I quite like Olio and Too Good To Go. So they're more food based, but you can pick up, you know, similar to, similar to the discounting at, at kind of places like Tesco, um, Sainsbury's, that kind of thing. What what kind of Olio lets you do is pick up those items from someone or from the supermarket that has collected items that are perhaps going out of date. So generally they're fine. So you can you can find someone local to pick them up. And Too Good to Go is uh, an app that kind of lets you find out which um, restaurants takeaways around you have got towards the end of their trading day and they're just trying to get rid of portions of food. So you can uh -huh. buy them for reduced prices. 
Really good tips. So these are some of the apps, and we'll whack all of these um, apps in the description as well. So if uh, Jake mentions something, you're like, oh, actually, I I, I can't find that anywhere, we will um, put them into um, it straight into you so you can download them straight away. And if you're struggling to get rid of leftovers, there's, there are apps as well out there. Like there's one called Big Oven um, you can download. And if you put in the list of ingredients you've got in your fridge or in your cupboard, it will suggest recipes that use up those ingredients. Is it hard to fall into sort of the traps um, of corporations trying to get the most out of your money when i say sort of um subscriptions that maybe you forget to cancel scams um that you for yourself leading into or sort of even just withdrawing cash at an atm that is using a service charge are these things that you have to really pay attention to as a student 100 percent um just just this week actually i i had to stop getting the asos notifications on my phone um because I don't know if anyone else does it, but you have items in your basket that you save for later. And if that item comes back into stop or, or stock, sorry, or drops in price, they'll send you a notification. So I think things like that are great because you can save money. But if it's tempting you to spend more than you've got, don't do it. Um, in a similar vein, I'm not a huge fan of buy now, pay later. I think they've really come into the market for students, especially in the last few years. And I know some people use it well, but it's it's also forcing students to spend more money than they perhaps should uh, on, on purchases like clothes and electronics. So I think if you can avoid borrowing money, that's a really big one as well. And completely stay away from loans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, try and exhaust every other avenue before you have to borrow money, I would say. I'd even go as far as to say, and I'm not the money expert here, but talk to your university and your services at university, your students' union, because they'll help you before you get to that point of where you have to um, where you have to look into getting loans. In fact, just don't do it. I could give thousands of tips, and there are loads of great tips, but I think just looking at things through that money-saving kind of lens is is the key way, key way you're going to help yourself. And knowing there's help out there. So university, I think, as you said, the university is there to help you. So speaking to them mm. and, you know, as I say, don't become over obsessed, still, still, still enjoy university as much as you can. Um, try and avoid the doom and gloom that surrounds, you know, this stereotype of students being on, on a shoestring because you can still have fun. Um, even if you are kind of, you know, even if you don't have much to spend, you know, there's lots of things that universities have on offer for you to, to be able to enjoy yourself. Amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Jake. That is uh, Jake Buller. And what is savethestudent.org? Yep, savethestudent.org. And uh, they keep, there's so many tips on there, honestly. And um, if you're wondering about any inquiries about like how you pay your loans back, um, how you apply for the loans, if you sat there like, how do I get this free money? Um, you, um, you know, it's all on there. Uh, and um, I guess uh, any inquiries that they're, they're good to they're good to answer them. Yeah, yeah. Message us on on social media. It's just that save a student for everything, and you know we try to offer help, or at least we can link you towards a guide on the site. Or you know sometimes we get suggestions to add guides to the site. So yeah, message us. Feel free to to send us a DM or something, and we'll we'll be sure to get back to you. And uh, this sounds all a bit scary, doesn't it? But actually, it's pretty chill. And um, it, it's life. It's an element of life, learning to live on your own independently. And I much prefer living on my own independently, watching my bank account slowly drip down penny by yeah, penny yeah. because my student loan is ex uh, exterminating. I prefer that over living off the benefits of my parents yeah. and being at home and um, 
uh, and not contributing to uh, and have to, to be like if I wash the car will you give me 20 pounds <laughs> <laughs> and on that note I'm off to wash a car yeah exactly uh, I'm off to do a lemonade stand <laughs> <laughs> one pound per cup uh, you know what to do by now keep listening for another great episode episode three will be in your ears imminently until you there choose to listen to it take care the Freshers Handbook Podcast with Harry Briggs and Robin Sargison. The Freshers Handbook was brought to you by Jano Media in partnership with the Centre for Broadcasting and Journalism Department at Nottingham Trent University. It was recorded and mixed by me, Harry Briggs, with assistance from Sassy Clyde, in conjunction with the Jano Media Award at Nottingham Trent University, providing fresh postgraduate students with a chance to create a fully costed short podcast series.